0: Um, We got some breaking news, but first, hello, Robert, how are you doing? Doing pretty good, how about yourself? I'm doing pretty well. Um, There's a lot of stuff that we got to talk about today, but first of all, I don't know if you heard, but Ben Roethlisberger has officially announced his retirement after 18 years in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was rumored for a while this season, so it doesn't really shock me that he announced it today. Yeah, but in his career, he passed for 6,000 or 64,088 yards, which is 5th all-time, 418 touchdowns, 8th all-time. He won two Super Bowls, 2006 um, against the Seahawks, and then the 2009 Super Bowl against the Cardinals. I mean, I don't know if you remember that one, but that was one of the best ones going up. Um, Six Pro Bowl selections, 2004 Offensive Player of the Year. Um, And then they have a lot of – Questions about quarterback, but some names, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, they have Dwayne Haskins, he's young, I mean, he'd be a good option, but also they can turn to the draft, I mean, guys like Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, I mean, what do you think they might do?
1: I don't know, it's definitely a storyline to look after, I think Dwayne Haskins is definitely a name to look at, just because they acquired him, I think, either in the preseason, or in the offseason, mm-hmm. um, and he's, like you mentioned, he's young, he's got the cal. Definitely like the pedigree to be a at least serviceable quarterback. I mean, he went to Ohio State and then he um he was a first round draft pick by the Washington Redskins, now Washington football team. So I think it'll be an interesting storyline to look at, at this offseason. The draft should also be interesting as far as that goes. It's it's one thing that's definitely gonna be talked a lot in Pittsburgh media. Now, the main reason we're talking today is the NFL coaching carousel. We have coaching carousel that's been going on. Excuse me. We have a lot of openings that have opened up and we'll start off in Denver, who I think is a very attractive place to go. I mean, they've already filled their coaching position with Nathaniel Hackett, who is green Bay's offensive coordinator. What are your thoughts on that one?
0: I mean, I think it's a good hire. I mean, the success that Nathaniel had in green Bay, I mean, he had a lot of weapons. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. he had Devonte Adams, Aaron Jones, just to name a couple But, I mean, if he can bring that offensive mind to Denver with guys like Corton Sutton, who's young, Noah Fant, who's young, I mean, now Javante Williams, who's entering his second year, I think it could be a deadly offense. I mean, they were 19th this year in total offense, so it's obvious that they needed an offensive-minded coach. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they look this upcoming season.
1: Yeah, one thing I definitely saw, as you kind of mentioned there, toward the tail end is I definitely thought headed into this year when they fired Vic Vangio that an offensive mind was needed in Denver. Denver's always been known for their defense. It's cold and it's cold up there in Denver in the winter months. And so the defense has always been there. It's just about can that offense ever since Peyton Manning left and retired, can that offense pick up pick up the pieces of what the defense gives them. Looking a bit deeper into that Denver team, they finished the season seven and ten in a very interesting AFC West. It was very competitive the full year. Uh, they have forty-four million in cap space, which is a ton. It's sixth in the NFL as far as that goes. And then, as you mentioned, they're nineteenth in total offense, and they were eighth in total defense. Some of the key pieces Hackett will acquire with this move, with the with his new job is, as you mentioned, Javante Williams, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant on the offensive side of the ball. You've even got a couple pieces on that offensive line that are quite attractive, Dalton Reisner and Graham Glasgow. And then the defense is just stacked with uh, stars and young players across the board. you got Bradley Chubb, uh, Kyle Fuller, Bryce Callahan, Patrick Sertain, and Justin Simmons. Now, one thing that will definitely be interesting is the free agents' uh what do you see happening as far as Denver goes
0: um, so just to name a couple of free agents I mean they had a lot but I mean Kyle Fuller Bryce Callahan Melvin Gordon Kareem Jackson and Teddy Bridgewater um, Kyle Fuller's 29 so it'll be interesting to see what the GM thinks I mean if he wants if they want to bring him on a one or two year contract um, I mean honestly he's 29 I maybe would sign him to a one or two year deal Um Bryce Callahan, he's thirty now. That might be someone they could move on from, and maybe looking for agency for a younger or even drafted, um, different player at his position. Melvin Gordon, I mean, we talked before the show, but he's twenty-eight now. I mean, he hasn't looked the best throughout his time in Denver, but I mean, maybe you could bring him back. But I mean, if I was them, I'd look elsewhere. Kareem Jackson's thirty-three. I wouldn't. I would not bring him back. They definitely. If they want to be a team who has success, they need to get younger, I feel. And then Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, this is his fourth team. It's obvious. He, I don't think he's going to be the starter for this team next year. Um, Aaron Rodgers has been another player who's been rumored. I mean, he's the favorite to go, but, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's there's definitely a lot of holes. If they were to lose any of these players that would need to be filled in the draft, which they have 16 picks. I mean six in the first four rounds, but only one first. So they're gonna have to really think about what they want to do with that first round pick because that's really going to shape the rest of the draft. I mean, and even the roster for the upcoming season.
1: Yeah, I I think this is gonna be a big off season for Denver. I've been think uh, at the start of the year, I really thought they were like one piece away from being at least a playoff team, and that's a quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. I I've been, I've been a little mixed on him. I mean, he had the big injury and that kind of derailed his career. He tried a little bit of a revival in Carolina. Kind of worked, kind of didn't. And then he got this shift to Denver, and I was maybe thinking a change of scenery is what Teddy needed. It 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 was a shaky year for him. We'll see. I, I think he's just going to turn into a backup, but I think the quarterback position is definitely something Denver has to lock down either this offseason or next because – as you mentioned, if they were to sign like the likes of a Kyle Fuller, a Bryce Callahan, their secondary is young, except for maybe those two pieces, and they're very good pieces. So I think you need to capitalize on your young core that you've got with Javante Williams, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, etc. And if you can capitalize on having them on the cheap, then I think you're g- going to be looking good for years to come. But that quarterback position definitely needs to be filled. Now the next... Opening that we're going to cover is Chicago. Chicago is an interesting one. They finished 6th and 11. Uh, they have $34 million in cap space, uh, and that's 10th in the NFL. Now, they've made their uh, coaching hire already, and we talked a little bit about this before the show. Their old head coach was Matt Nagy, and now Matt Iberflu steps in, the former defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. What are some of your thoughts on that one?
0: I mean, first, I guess they just like coaches with the first name Matt um i'm honestly very disappointed um because i mean i don't know if you saw but they were rumored to be going after brian flores and i thought that would have been a much better hire um i think i mean chicago's been a team who's had a strong defense for quite a while but i think they should have looked for an offensive-minded coach also i mean i mean like denver did um I mean, there's the Chiefs offensive coordinator who's been linked to jobs for a while. Um, so, I mean, I'm a little disappointed. I feel like it's an underwhelming hire, but I hope that I'm proved wrong.
1: Yeah, I am too. As a Colts fan, I really hope Eberflus does do well. But I, I just don't really see the fit in Chicago. Like you said, I would have gone offensive off an offensive hire. I mean, they rank 24th on o- total offense and 6th on total defense. It's clear that your defense was not the problem last year. It's your offense. And with... The likes of a Justin Fields, a Darnell Mooney, a Cole Kmet, a David Montgomery as your offensive core, you need a offensive-minded coach to kind of form and mold that offense into what you want it to be. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers might be leaving, but the NFC North, if with him at the top of it, it you have to score points in order to beat the Green Bay Packers. You're not going to stop Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to stop Devonte Adams. So you need to start building an offense an offensive mindset in Chicago, and Matt Eberflus is not going to give you that. Uh, as I mentioned, a couple of the key pieces that Matt Eberflus will be acquiring include Justin Fields, David Montgomery, Allen Robinson. He's a free agent, but if he stays, definitely a solid option. Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, Akeem Hicks, again, an aging free agent. Eddie Goldman, Cleo Mack, Roquan Smith, Robert Quinn, Jalen Johnson, and Eddie Jackson. Give me some of your thoughts on how this offseason could go for the Chicago Bears?
0: Um, with their key pieces, there's definitely a lot of very big names. I mean, Robert Quinn had a breakout year. Yeah, surprisingly. Um, and then, I mean, Justin Fields, he showed some flashes of success, but I think long-term he is definitely the answer. Um, but, I mean, look at the free agents. Allen Robinson, he's 28. Um, I definitely think... If the chicago bears want to have success on offense they need to give him at least a three or four year contract and i say that because he's been he's had success his entire career um and i mean if i feel like he can continue to succeed under justin fields with this quarterback um akeem hicks he's 32 he has a lot of talent it's obvious he's been a starter for the bears for quite some time but i think That's something that they're going to have to mull over and maybe think about when it comes draft time or even when free agency opens. And then Andy Dalton. I mean, he's 34. It's obvious he's not going to be a starter again after being in Cincinnati for so long and then Dallas and now Chicago. I mean, as a Bengals fan, I enjoyed watching Andy Dalton early in his career, but, I mean, I think I just don't see him being on any more teams. I mean, I think he might be done for. But also a team might want a veteran quarterback as a backup. So we'll just have to see what happens there.
1: Yeah, the last one you mentioned, Andy Dalton. I feel like the the Bears kind of saw him in free agency. They weren't really sure of the quarterback position before the draft. And they went, hey, we need a bridge quarterback for a year or two. We'll bring him in. I mean, he did his job because we've seen the success of holding rookie quarterbacks out for a couple weeks, even like a half a year, a whole year, because as we've seen with Patrick Mahomes, he's been brilliant but after you drafted Justin Fields, Zandy Dalton signing just didn't really make too much sense, but he was definitely a good depth piece for them at quarterback cuz their offensive line does need some work. That's one area I think they're really going to need to improve on. As far as Allen Robinson goes, he the last two years have been kind of weird for him. Like he he's definitely got the tal- the type of talent to be like an all-pro. But the last two years, he just hasn't been great. So I'm almost wondering if a change of scenery is what he needs. We've seen that with Odell Beckham Jr. We went to the Browns. He looked okay at the start of his Cleveland tenure. But then towards the tail end, he just looked lost offensively. And when he went to L.A., we've just seen him just absolutely go off for the Rams in the playoffs. So maybe a change of scenery is what he what he needs. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, just to... Act- um, just one more thing on Allen Robinson. I mean, especially his numbers were down so much this year. I mean, 38 catches, 410 yards, and only one touchdown. I mean, that's not really numbers that we see from him. I mean, in 2020, he had 102 catches, 1,250 yards, and six touchdowns. So hopefully, with Justin Fields being in his second year, I mean, he was going to be a full-time – this will be his first year as full-time starter. Hopefully, he can – have a revival season.
1: Yeah, and you've got to point out that Allen Robinson was injured this year, and sometimes that can have a factor on how you're come, how you going into dif- certain weeks based on how you're feeling that week. Uh, as far as the draft goes for Chicago, they have eight picks total, four in the first four rounds, and they have one first, which is from New York. Uh, Chicago is still suffering. I, I don't want to use the word suffering, but they're still seeing the effects of the Cleo Mack trade. Unfold, So it'll be interesting to see what they want to do there. I mean, they just got a new GM, new head coach. So we'll see if new leadership is what this team needed. Next on the list, I feel like, at least I don't feel like I saw it coming. Uh, a, a surprising shock as far as a head coach opening goes, and that's New Orleans. They finished 9-8 and eight this year, and Sean Payton announced his retirement earlier this week. Uh, kind of similar to the Ben Roethlisberger one. Maybe it was like an outside Chance that he was going to retire, but I just don't know if I see the attraction in this job. I mean, you're $71 million under the cap, so that puts you last in the NFL. Your offense since Drew Brees retired didn't look great, it's 28th in the NFL. And I'm just trying to figure out where this team's going next after the Brees and Peyton combinations over. What are your thoughts on New Orleans?
0: Yeah, I mean, seeing Sean Payton retiring was very shocking for me. Um, I mean, I know I'm not I'm not as am not a Saints fan, but you have to admit Sean Payton's had a lot of success since he's been head coach for the Saints. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's 71 million dollars under the cap, like you said, so they're not really going to be able to get big names in free agency. And yeah, their offense 28th, but also I mean. They had some success under Jameis Winston as starter, um, but he's going to be a free agent this year, so I'm not sure if they're going to want to re-sign him or look for free agency or even the draft also. Um, so that'll be really interesting. But, I mean, their defense looked amazing, but it was more towards the second half of the year is when it really stepped up, mm-hmm. which, I mean, they were in the playoff hunt for a while, even towards the end of the year. But, I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, some candidates that they're looking at for head coach, Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator of Tampa Bay, Aaron Glenn, he's the defensive coordinator for Detroit, and then Dennis Allen, their own defensive coordinator. So hopefully they make a decision soon, but I just I just want to see a, um, a head coach hiring that actually makes sense. I mean, if I was the Saints, I'd probably try and get Byron Leftwich or even Dennis Allen because that would be an in-house hire. And I just – I always enjoy seeing those in-house hires because mm-hmm. it just shows how much faith and trust that they have mm-hmm. in their own staff.
1: Yeah, in-house hires are always nice to see just because you, you're showing that we we brought you in as – and I don't want to use underling as the term, but we brought you in as a kind of a lower-ranking coach and you kind of built your career here. So it's always nice to see when one can kind of step into the boots of a – uh I guess, Hall of Famer, if you want to put it that, because Sean Payton probably will be in that conversation eventually. As far as the draft goes, they have seven picks, five in the first four rounds, and they have their own first. Uh, You kind of touched on free agents there a bit. As far as major ones go, they're going to have Teron Armstead, uh, one of their all-pro offensive linemen. And then you've got some defensive pieces that will be going. Marcus Williams, Quan Alexander, P.J. Williams, all somewhat young. The youngest twenty-five, oldest twenty-eight. So you've got some youth there. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. And then you mentioned Jameis Winston. I think, I think their quarterback position is really interesting, just because you had Jameis Winston and they looked pretty. They looked okay with Jameis Winston. I mean, you had a really good week one when you blew out the Packers, thirty-eight to seven. No one saw that coming. And I mean, he after he took, took his knee went out on him, that the team just didn't look the same. I mean, you had the likes of a Trevor Simeon. You had Ian Book for a game and then you had Taysom Hill and you just never had that stability that you're looking for at quarterback if you're going to try to compete in this league. The next the next head coaching hiring position that we're going to is Jacksonville. Now on the surface if you're not really looking into like the in depth part of a team you're probably thinking this is an absolute train wreck. They hired or they hired Urban Meyer and then fired Urban Meyer it was just a whole train wreck on that front. They haven't had any success recently. They're, they finished three and fourteen last year. But if you get in the nitty gritty of this team, I actually really like what's going on in Jacksonville. As as hard as it is to say as an Indianapolis Colts fan, I really like what they're trying to do here. You have sixty one million in cap space, which is third in the NFL. You're gonna have you have your own first, which at three and fourteen, you're gonna get a top three player in the draft. And your key pieces are. Your first-round pick, Trevor Lawrence, who didn't look great, but, I mean, he was a rookie. And then you've got the likes of James Robinson, Travis Etienne, Marvin Jones Jr., Josh Allen, the defensive end. Not the quarterback, the defensive end. And then Miles Jack. Give me some of your thoughts on this Jacksonville uh, team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited about this Jacksonville team. I mean, like you said, I mean, I'm I'm not a Jacksonville fan, but they definitely have a bright future. Um, Travis Etienne, it'll be interesting to see how he looks next year because he was hurt all this year because he got injured, which was unfortunate. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had a lot of hype built around him, but hopefully he can deliver on that. I was really
1: excited to see Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne combine in the backfield again. So it kind of, it was kind of the ones where I was like, ooh, a late fantasy pick right there. Travis Etienne, he might fit in well with Trevor Lawrence and it just never came to fruition just because of that injury.
0: Um, but, um... It was, you know, one of my favorite moments this year was when Josh Allen, the defensive player, sacked Josh Allen, the offensive player. There was a lot of memes going around social media, and just, it was really, yeah, it was a, that was a really cool moment. A
1: shocking win for Jacksonville, too. That was one of their wins was Buffalo. I feel like in the middle middle part of the year, Buffalo kind of faltered, meant that they kind of found their fitting. Uh, for a while, their interim Darryl Bevel, I really liked what he brought, but I don't know if he's, Going to be the perfect fit as far as a permanent fit goes. Some of the candidates they've gone for is the former Philadelphia head coach Doug Peterson, former Indianapolis Detroit head coach Jim Caldwell, Dallas's offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. The favorite, which I saw this morning is potentially the favorite, is their former quarterback, now Tampa Bay offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, the other Tampa Bay coordinator Todd Bowles in defense, Bama's offensive coordinator Bill Bill O'Brien who formerly was head coach and GM of the Houston Texans and in my opinion ran that organization into the ground and then their interim head coach Daryl Bevel, as I mentioned and then former defa- Denver head coach excuse me Vic Fangio do, do, who do you think is going to be hired over there in Jacksonville
0: um I mean honestly I think Jim Caldwell and Byron Leftwich are the favorites. Um, it, it, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna say this once, and I'm gonna say it only once. If Bill O'Brien ever gets back in the NFL, I am going to be disgusted because you're correct. He absolutely tore apart that team who at the time had a lot of success. I mean, we'll touch on it later, but. You don't trade your top five wide receiver for a middle-of-the-pack running back when they already had, like, probably five or six who could be potentially starters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, he's not the GM. I mean, he's been he's in Alabama. They had a lot of success with him as their offensive coordinator. I mean, they went to the national championship game. But... I want to see Caldwell back in the league. I enjoyed watching him be a head coach and I mean and also Byron Byron Leftwich. I think he could have a lot of success also, especially since he's an offensive quarter offensive minded coach. I mean, the team was 27th in total offense, but I mean, you're that's what you're going to expect if you have a 3 and 14 record. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, you're I mean, coming into the year they didn't really have the pieces to be competing. They're 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 definitely in a rebuild, especially when you're you have a rookie quarterback, a second year running back, uh well, and what would have been a rookie running back. But they just have a lot of young pieces. It's an exciting team. Uh I don't think we've gone through some of the free agents. Uh they have two younger wide receivers, DJ Chark, who has shown some promise at times. Con Treadwell, he's an interesting one. Originally drafted by Minnesota a couple years ago, kinda that was definitely a bust, but He's trying to rebuild his career, looked okay at times in Jacksonville. And then another piece is their left tackle, Cam Robinson. Probably should be reassigned. He's 26. Again, the oldest free agent that's a big name for them is 26. So a lot of young pieces, a lot of hype around this Jacksonville team. Now, for me personally, the least attractive head coaching spot in maybe the entire NFL. Well, other than maybe a couple other ones. But Minnesota, I'm just... I don't under I don't know what's going on here. They went 8 and 9. They're 12 million under the cap space. They're, which is 29th. Uh they're 12th in total offense, 12th in total d de- or excuse me, 12th in total offense, 30th in total defense. Now, the only reason I say I'm not really sure why I like this spot in particular is Kirk Cousins, he's been up and down. I don't really know where his career's going. I mean, he was a Big Bunny signing, but he hasn't really lived up to that. Dalvin Cook, as much as he's been, like, a good running back option, I, he's too injury-prone for me to feel like he is a permanent fit there. The only bright—well, there's a couple more on defense, but the only bright spot on offense that I really, really, really like, and I feel like a lot of people would agree, is Justin Jefferson. I mean, those, that that LSU wide receiver core, when they won the national title, is insane. I mean, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, uh, am I missing any other? I mean, Terrence Marshall Jr., who's in Carolina, not as big of a name, but still really good. Anybody else I'm missing out of that group?
0: Um, no, I mean, those are really the big three names. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, Jeff- Justin Jefferson, He's I'm pretty sure he broke 3,000 career yards in his first two years, which is one of the highest in NFL history. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just wanna add on to what you were saying. Kirk Cousins, I've I love watching Kirk Cousins, but also he's getting up there in age. I mean, Dalvin Cook, yeah, I mean he's he's a top five running back when healthy, but he's had he's been injury prone his throughout his whole career. Um but also look at the if you look at the free agents, Anthony Barr is twenty nine. He's a piece um, I really like, but he is aging as you're stating. I mean, Patrick Peterson's 31. I don't think he's going to be re-signed. I think he's more of a one-year piece. And all signs are showing that they're going to go defense with, I mean, if not their first round, one of their early round picks, which I think is smart. And then their only bright piece who I would consider re-signing is Tyler Conklin. I mean, this year especially, more over last year, he had – he shows some flashes. I mean, he put up some decent fantasy numbers. But I mean, I that's something I would take into consideration. I mean, they have 15 total picks, four in the first four rounds and like I said, one first round pick. I mean, if this team wants to have success, they really need to consider their options. I mean, they're going to have a new head coach, so I don't think they're going to have some any success at all in free agency, especially since you're 12 million under the cap like you mentioned earlier. <laughs> I mean, and your defense, I feel bad for the defensive players. I mean, they're 30th. But also, I don't think any defensive players want to go to Minnesota.
1: Yeah. Uh, Minnesota is definitely interesting at the very least. If I'm Minnesota, the how I would kind of try to build this, I mean, they just hired a new GM. But I would go defensive-minded on defense because you need that 30th to be at least mid-table. Middle, middle of the road if you want to have any success at – trying to lick the playoffs, if you will. Um, But I feel like they need to kind of do what Carolina did, what was it, two years ago, where they just fired at all shots on defense and see what could land. And they landed a couple good ones there in Carolina. Jeremy Chin, uh, Gita gross Matos, Derek Brown. I mean, they definitely got some young pieces over there in Carolina that are definitely starting to show through. And it's something that just needs to be patched in Minnesota. They've had issues as far as the defensive front ever since Linval Joseph left. And then you had the whole Everson Griffin drama that happened this year. I really like the linebacker core. Maybe you throw a two-year deal at Anthony Barr and reunite him and Eric Hendricks because together they have they they were the only bright spot on defense for them this past season. And then you got Harrison Smith in the back. So, I mean, they've got pieces there. It's just about putting it all together. The next one that definitely makes didn't really make sense to me was Miami. They went nine and eight this year. At one point, I think they won eight eight straight. Was it eight? Yeah, eight straight. They have the best cap space in the entire league at sixty-six million. They they were twenty-fifth in total offense, fifteenth in total defense. Brian Flores got fired, which really surprised me. I thought that he was somebody that was starting to right the ship over there. I mean, he it was rocky the last two years with him, but I feel like. He was just kind of getting his footing set. He showed that, hey, I can put a win streak together. I mean, they won nine straight. They were on the outside of the playoffs
0: looking in. Give me some of your thoughts on Miami. So, yeah, I mean, some of my thoughts. I think I I honestly, I enjoyed watching Miami, though I didn't enjoy watching the game against the Saints when they beat up on Ian Book. That was a little upsetting as a Notre Dame fan. Um, but if I'm the Miami Dolphins, I would be – Disappointed, but also excited for the future of this team. I mean, they have a lot of key pieces, key young core pieces. I mean, Tua Tagovailoa. I don't know what's up with him, but if he's there, maybe he can start to break out. I mean, Devontae Parker, he's been a mid-tier wide receiver when healthy. Jalen Waddle. He was a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I was. A, I questioned the pick in my head originally, just because of the injury he had at Bama. I didn't really know how he would look after that, because they tried him in the national title game, and I almost questioned if he wasn't fully clear for that game, because he just he just didn't look like the Jalen Waddle we had seen the year before, and then earlier in the year. So I was a little. It was a question mark for me. Was that a good pick? But it definitely showed through that Jalen Waddle and Tua Tagovailoa could have a good partnership in Miami. One piece that I'm really interested to see what they do with is Mike Gesicki. He looked, He's looked really good at times, and he's looked shaky at times. He's 26. He's a free agent this year. His rookie contract is up. But I think if I'm them, I sign him to like a three-year deal. Maybe they go a little heavy on incentives, a little less on the initial cap hit. Just kind of give them a prove-it contract. Say, Here, here's a contract. Now prove to us that you're going to be this top-level tight end that we think you could be. Other big pieces for Miami. Obviously, their secondary is insane with the partnership of Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. It'll be interesting to see what Xavier Howard, do, Xavier Howard does. Because at the start of the year, there was the rumors that he might want to be looking at other places. He's not a free agent, so it'd have to be through trade. So that would be an interesting one to look at. Anything else you'd like to mention about Miami?
0: Um, this is honestly one of the most exciting teams that I, like I said, this is one of the most exciting teams that I expect or that I was excited to talk about for today. But I, I'm very excited about who they have in consideration for their head coach. I would absolutely love to see them hire Leslie Frazier, the offensive coordinator from Buffalo. I think he would be the perfect fit for this team. I mean, look at what he's done with Josh Allen. I mean, he started off his career mediocre, but now he's looking like a top-10 quarterback. Um, But also, if they can't get him, I mean, I'd even look at Thomas Brown, the running back's coach for the Rams. I mean... The Rams running backs have looked really, really good these last two years. I mean, Cam Akers went healthy. He's proved to be... I mean, he's only a second-year running back as of now, but he's showed some really good flashes, and I think he could be a long-term piece for them. But also, Daryl Henderson, when he stepped in most of this year, I mean, he had a pretty decent year. And then Sony Michelle, who they got via trade, I mean... They definitely won that trade. They gave up, like, a six-round pick for him, but he showed some decent flashes when they needed him. But also, I mean, they've got 13 picks, seven in the first four rounds and two in the first. I think they could really make a splash in the draft. And also, even in free agency, I mean, you touched on it earlier, $66 million in cap space. That is a lot of money. hmm you so got, that, that's at least one or two big pieces.
1: Yeah, you got a lot of dough you can throw around there. My only knock on Thomas Brown is I'd like to see him as an offensive coordinator first. I'm, my issue is with position coaches is you've only got a couple of guys underneath your thumb as a position coach. So I'd like to see him step up one more level to an offensive coordinator spot, see how he does under an entire side of the football. If he does well there, then he can make that jump. That's my only knock there. I really like your Leslie Frazier. I think he should be the favorite for this job. He's an in division hire, kind of takes a piece away from Buffalo. And you've seen he's been solid with Josh Allen, as you mentioned. The only other piece that I kind of would consider here is Kellen Moore, but I still think he's too young. I mean, we saw the success that Sean McVay had at such a young age, and maybe it's because they can be so relatable with the guys being at that age. But I'm still not a fan. I feel like it's too risky still even with Sean McVay's success to hire someone so young. I'd like to see a couple more years for Kellen Moore before he gets hired. But he's been his name's been bounced around a lot. So it should be interesting to see what Miami does here. Next one on the docket is the New York football giants. They went 4-13 and 13 this past year. They're 5 million under the cap. So that puts them 28th. They were 31st in total offense, looked absolutely lost. The defense, not so good either, 21st. Joe Judge was their old head coach. Some candidates are looking at Dan Quinn, Brian Flores, Buffalo Offensive Coordinator Brian Gable, Buffalo Defensive Coordinator Leslie Frazier. Actually, flip those, Brian Gable's defense, Leslie Frazier's offense. Uh, The in-house hire that they could have is Patrick Graham. And then Cincinnati's Defensive Coordinator Lou Anarumo. Give me some of your thoughts on New York.
0: Oh boy, the New York Football Giants. Um they're definitely a train wreck. I think Saquon he's a bust because he's been nothing but injury injury prone except his like first 2 years I think when he showed some really good flashes but he hasn't he hasn't really done much since then. I mean I've drafted him in fantasy thinking he'd be good, but he just it's just disappointing and it's just frustrating for me. Um, I mean thirty first and offense, that is that's not okay.
1: Yeah, as you kinda mentioned there, the offense this year, they were kinda expecting I mean last year Saquon he had that knee injury, kinda ruined his year, so you're kinda knowing that the first two years he did pretty solid. So you're thinking maybe he'll bounce back here. He's finally back, he had a little bit of an off season to get under his feet. His very first year, he had 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns, one offensive rookie of the year, and he was a pro bowler, and everyone was thinking that this was going to be the next big running back in the NFL. Followed that up with maybe a little bit less than you are expecting. You might have thought he might take a step up now that he's got some experience, but he still eclipsed the 1,000-yard mark, which if I'm looking at a running back, I want them to be around that 1,000-yard mark. So still a good year for him, 1,000 yards, 1,003 yards and six touchdowns. But this year he just looked, I don't want to use the word lost, but he didn't look good at any any look that you took at him. He had 593 yards and two touchdowns. It's just so far off the mark that you're used to seeing from a guy that's got the caliber of Saquon Barkley. Some of the other key pieces that are in New York, Kenny Galladay, one of their free agent signings, I thought he was going to be a pretty good free agent, Free agent signing, it just didn't really pan out this year, but he had a multi-year deal, so still some room to improve there. Sterling Shepard, another wide receiver. Evan Ingram, who's going to be a free agent. That'll be an interesting one to look at. Two good defensive line pieces in Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence II. You had Blake Martinez, who's always up there in the tackle leaders. If you are ever a stat junkie and want to look at any stat leaders, Blake Martinez always wanders up there. And then in the secondary, you got James Bradbury, Logan Ryan, Jabril, and Jabril Peppers. Give me some of your thoughts on the team that New York's got and then some of their upcoming free agents.
0: Um, I mean, they've got some talent. I mean, mostly, it's obvious and it's mostly on defense. I mean, Dexter Lawrence has looked really, really good. I mean, Jabril Peppers has shown some flashes also. I mean Logan Ryan's it seems that he's revived his career in New York I mean it's good for him um, but I mean I just there's a lot that they need to do before they can become I mean even a team who wins who has a record over 500 I mean you talked about it Evan Ingram he's 27 he's gonna be a free agent this year Jabril Peppers is 26 he'll be a free agent and the GOAT Mike Glennon?
1: Yeah, uh, Mike Glennon, definitely an interesting person, especially if you look at his original, I guess, look onto the scene when Chicago signed him to that insane two-year deal that, no offense to the guy, he did not deserve that type of money. But New York's definitely a place where I feel like if you can solve that backfield of Saquon, we've seen the flashes. If he can return there, then you've got the running back spot locked down. I, I don't believe in Daniel Jones. No offense to the guy, but I just didn't see the attraction coming out of college. I don't want to call myself one of those people that only looks at the school, but you see Duke and you're not thinking, yeah, that's where I'm going to go grab my NFL quarterback. But it, it, it just didn't really make sense to me. You, you think Duke, you think basketball. Not No offense to any Dukies that are in the NFL, I just didn't really see the attraction at the number six pick when they took him. The next one and arguably the most train wrecky of any of them is Houston. they, they went 4 and 13 this year. They, the, the one bright spot that I'm gonna mention is their cap space. they have 23 million over, which is middle of the road. but they easily looked like the worst team in the NFL this year. There just wasn't a place where you're like that went well this year. They were ranked 32nd in total offense and 31st in total defense. I mean, that pretty much just tells the story of how this Houston Texans season went. Give me me your thoughts on Houston.
0: Oh, boy. This is another team who I just absolutely cannot stand. I mean, with the troubles in their front office, I mean, in the personnel, I mean, Deshaun Watson with all of his lawsuits going on, I mean, they're only— really talent that they had with brandon cooks he showed flashes with a couple big games i mean i think he broke 100 yards two or three times so that was really saddening to see with i mean his early career success um i mean they've got some free agents who are big names i mean desmond king who honestly i was very surprised who they were able to land i mean he's 27 years old Still kind of young, but he's getting up there in age. I mean, Christian, Christian Kirksey, he's 29. I mean, I don't know anything about him, but I guess if you're Houston, give him an extension for a year or two.
1: Uh, I really like Christian Kirksey, by the way. Uh, again, he's kind of like that Desmond King one. It didn't really make sense on why you're going to Houston. Bounced around from Green Bay, Cleveland, and he always was a really solid rock for Green Bay in their linebacker core. Went to Houston, I'm guessing he was trying to think that I could, that he could help revitalize that team. And maybe he still can. I'm not going to write off Houston just yet. But it's, it's looking bleak over there. And then as you mentioned, Brandon Cooks, I, I do feel bad for the guy. I mean, he's looked good on good teams and just really hasn't found a spot that, or a place that's like, yes, we will keep you around. And I feel like part of that is maybe part of his performances in New Orleans. He got look in twenty fourteen and he was alright as a backup and then in fifteen and sixteen, both eclipsed a thousand yards, had over eight touchdowns in both and he had over eight touchdowns in both seasons, excuse me. And then he got traded to New England, solid year in New England, and then he went to LA, had a good first year with them and then kinda took a step back in twenty nineteen. And I feel like that step back is what took the Rams off of them. And I mean, they had Cooper Cup coming up. They had Robert Woods, and now they have Odell, but Odell wasn't there at the time. But I just, again, like you said, I kind of do feel bad for the guy. Um, They have 13 picks in the draft, six in the first four rounds, and only one first. David Coley was their old head coach, and he's gone. Never really understood that one, other than maybe you were just kind of looking to give a guy a chance as kind of a bridge coach, just because... There weren't, I guess, too many options. I, The only one that I'm not seeing pop up in too many, uh, uh, I guess, head coaching hires is uh, Eric Biennemi in Kansas City. He was mentioned a couple years ago as someone who's a hot prospect with the likes of the offense that he's ran with uh, Andy Reid. Excuse me. I don't know why the name of Andy Reid was popping out of my brain. But Eric Biennemi, I'm really surprised, hasn't gotten a look anywhere that some of the candidates that Houston is considering is former Miami head coach, Brian Flores, uh, the Chargers offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, Florida Atlantic university wide receivers coach, Heinz Ward is getting a look that there are two names on here. One. I haven't gotten to, and then Heinz Ward, I feel like are just getting a look because of the name. No offense to just name looking, but I don't feel like Heinz Ward. And then later on, Josh McCown, I'd, Don't feel like either one of those two are ready for a head coaching position. And then the last two that are being considered are Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon and Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell. Give me some thoughts on who you think could be Houston's head coach next year.
0: Well, one thing's for sure it's not going to be Hines Ward and it's not going to be Josh McCown.
1: Yeah, but that would also be the most Houston hire ever if they brought either one of them in.
0: Mark my, I mark my words. I said I was only gonna say this once, but I'm gonna say it again. If Bill O'Brien was the GM, and not head coach, he'd probably sign Josh McCown or Heinz
1: Ward. I feel like you'd go Josh McCown because I think Josh McCown played underneath him at one point.
0: He did. He'd say, you know, Josh McCown, we he had a lot of success under me, and I think he's exactly what this team needs. But, in all seriousness. Defense or offense, I know I've really based it off of how they were in total offense and total defense with the teams I've talked about, we talked about earlier, but really, it's a toss-up. I mean, their offense was horrid, and their defense was absolutely terrible. I mean, Brian Flores, he's a hot candidate. I think wherever he goes, he could have some success, so I'd say he could be the favorite I mean, you talked on you talked on Eric Bieniemy. I'd love to see him. It's just he deserves a head coaching job, but I just don't know why no one's looking at him, you know?
1: Yeah. It, it's definitely going to be an interesting spot just because I don't think they're competing next year for anything, but it's definitely a team that has a couple pieces there. As we've mentioned, if Deshaun Watson can get his legal troubles uh, situated, he might return there, but it's likely that if he does get those – That situation smoothed out. He's probably out the door as well. But Brandon Cooks, Laramie Tunsil, Christian Kirksey, Justin Reed are all people that I would look to to be the core of the Houston Rebuild. And then the last place we'll be looking at is Las Vegas. Maybe as far as a front office culture goes, it's not a great place to be. But as, like, talent-wise, a very solid team. They finished the year 10-7, made it to the wild card before losing to the Bengals, correct? Yep. Angles, I see cheering over there. They have a cap space of 27 million, which ranks 12th in the NFL. They're middle the, toward the top half, I should say, in total offense at 11th, and then middle of the road in total defense at 14th. But if you look at this team the last couple years, defense wasn't a good spot for them. But coming up to 14th is definitely the step in the right direction that they needed. Some of those pieces that have helped them get there: Max Crosby, who looked really good this year; Yannick Ngakwe, maybe part toward the later part of his career, but still gave them a good solid option on that defensive front. Then you got Denzel Perryman, Casey Hayward, Desmond Trufant, and Nate Hobbs, who was a fifth-round pick this past year and looked very solid. The only issue with him is, I believe he was one of the players that picked up a DUI this offseason. So it could be interesting to see what they have to do there. Give me some of your thoughts on Las Vegas.
0: I mean, I I honestly I love watching the Raiders. My dad, he's a diehard Las Vegas fan. So it's always fun to talk with him about just his thoughts on the team. Um, I mean, you they've got $27 million cap, so maybe they can get a middle of the pack, maybe elite player. Um, if I'm them, I look at a wide
1: receiver. I mean, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller are great, but I feel like if you really want to elevate your offense, you need to find that number one target at wide receiver to complement with Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs. And if you can do that and their defense can slowly improve, because it's still got some young pieces on it, then I feel like this Las Vegas team, i do not they're not going to kick Kansas City off the throne in the AFC West just yet. But I feel like they can take that next step to maybe being the Bengals. Well, Bengals were awful last year. But they can be the Bengals of the playoffs, where they can make that wild card, win the divisional, and maybe push
0: that conference title area. Um. Yeah, I mean... I, like I said, I mean, I always enjoy watching the Raiders, but, I mean, some more. I mean, Derek Carr, he looked really, really good this year. I mean, I was honestly kind of surprised with the talent that he showed. Um, Josh Jacobs was kind of underwhelming. Hunter Renfro, I mean, he had a breakout year.
1: Yeah, he was one of those players. I am in a P. one of my leagues is a PPR league, and uh, he was sitting there in free agency around middle of the year, and I went, Hey, I'll pick you up. I recognize your name. Didn't really know how he was doing in the NFL. And the man had an absolute great year, as you've just mentioned. Uh, Anything else that you're looking at here as far as Las
0: Vegas goes? Um, Yeah, there's three more things. Um, I'll make this quick. I know we're running out of time. Um, Casey Hayward, he's 32. I don't see him returning. Zay Jones, he's 26. I think he's one of those pieces who he had success. And I feel like if he were to resign on a one or two a year deal, he could definitely grow and learn a lot from Hunter Renfro. They um, got nine picks, four in the first four rounds and one first. I think with that first round pick, you either go defense or a wide receiver. But I think, like you said, they should go wide receiver because they need help there. I just think Hunter Renfro is too small of a wide receiver to be playing outside constantly. It's obvious he showed at Clemson. He's Extremely deadly in the slot. Yeah, he's
1: a very good slot receiver. And as we're, uh, no, no, not to mean to cut you off, but as we're talking here, some of the candidates, and I'm only mentioning this as it's somewhat relevant, is their candidates include interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, New England linebackers coach Jared Mayo, San Francisco defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans, and Bucks defensive coordinator Todd Bowles. As I've mentioned, somewhat relevant is the Raiders requested today in a head coach interview with Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels. And then to pair with that, that, with their GM opening, they asked New England to interview their personal one of their personal executives, Dave Ziegler. So it could be interesting to see a New England pairing in Las Vegas. My only issue is I am not very happy with Josh McDaniels as it stands with, as he screwed over the Colts a couple of years ago. Uh, but that's just my opinion I don't need to burst anyone's bubble with Josh McDaniels here But give me some of your thoughts on that
0: Um, I mean yeah I mean what happened with John Gruden was unfortunate Um, But I think their, their, their interim had a lot of success I mean I definitely Think he could be Someone who they could hire Long term But outside of him I think Todd Bowles He's a defensive minded coach I mean He's he'd be a good I but I think he would be a very good fit for that Oakland Raiders team or no, Las Vegas, I'm traveling back to the past, but I think that Las Vegas team could benefit from Todd Bowles I mean, he was a head coach previously in his career and I mean, he did pretty decent, but with a more t- a team with more talent than what he was given before, I think he could very much succeed. So yeah, that, those are my thoughts.
1: As we wrap up here, we just have a couple of, I guess, lingering things. So give me some of your thoughts. Who do you think is the most attractive job this uh, rotation?
0: Um, I definitely would say Jacksonville um, because of the young core that they have and just, I mean, they're third in the NFL in cap, so you can benefit a lot And just, I mean, the defense the, – players they have on defense i mean again josh allen and miles jack just to name a couple i mean i think that's definitely the most attractive
1: yeah i would agree with you but just to kind of give a different name out there i'd probably say miami just with the young pieces they have and then there's they have 66 million which is first in the nfl there they have a lot of first four round picks which as they have seven the only thing is i would definitely go offensive minded as a coaching position just because they were 25th in the league there, but for me, it's Jacksonville and Miami is the most attractive. A lot of people would look and say Jacksonville. Why Jacksonville? As you stated, they got a lot of young pieces. Next thing we'll look at is least attractive. Who is your least attractive team?
0: Okay, um, I would probably say the Giants. Um, I mean, they're five million under. They were terrible on offense. You don't really know what to expect from the team in general. Um, but to give my actual answer, the New Orleans Saints, because they're $71 million under the cap, yeah, it's which is 32nd, the and they got screwed over the second they gave Taysom Hill that insane contract.
1: Yeah, he was definitely someone that they needed to keep... On the team, but definitely not for the contract they gave him. He's a great utility player. Any other thoughts on New Orleans or any of the other coaching positions?
0: I mean, we talked about it before. I'm just, I feel bad for all Chicago Bears fans. They could, they definitely could have gotten a better hire. I mean, he, who they hired, I mean, he was supposed to visit with Jacksonville, I believe, today, but they just, they stole, they just stole him and signed him. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, will, I will give credit where it's due. Getting a new GM, especially coming over from the Chiefs, was huge.
1: Yeah, former player for them too, Ryan Poles. yeah Yeah. Uh, for me, the most un- unattractive, least attractive place it, for me, it's Houston. I just don't see enough bright spots here to think that in a couple years this team could be back at the top of the AFC South. I mean, 4-13, and 13, we've mentioned it, 32nd in total offense, 31st in total defense, and if Deshaun Watson can't get his legal troubles settled, I mean, it's rumored he won't even return, so it might not even matter. But if they, can't, if they don't have him, I just don't see enough positives with this team. Now, two kind of interesting questions we have to ask are, who do we think could be a train wreck and who might not be a train wreck and might become a success? For me, I'll, I'll go first here. Most likely to be a train wreck. I mean, I'm. I just said they were least attractive, and I think there could be a train wreck if they don't get it right now. And it's Houston. If you hire the right guy, I feel like you can start to right that ship and start to return to where you were a couple years ago, where you're challenging for AFC championships. But if they don't get it right, you're you weren't good this year. You won't be good next year. You probably won't be good the year after that. So you're looking at three to four years in the future. If you don't get it right, you're still going to be questioning, well, we need a coach. You're, you're, you're right back at square one. So it's just about getting the right guy at the helm for Houston. David Coley definitely wasn't it. Didn't understand it when they did it. He only lasted a year, so we'll see what happens there. As far as most attractive goes, or least likely to be a train wreck, just to give a different name, I really like Denver. I really like that they went out and got an offensive-minded coach to try to fix that offense that they got. Nathaniel Hackett has shown promise. I mean, he had Aaron Rodgers, so we'll see how much of that came down to just having an MVP at quarterback. But I still think that even if you have an MVP at quarterback, you still have to dial up the right plays. You still have to put the right pieces around him. So I think Nathaniel Hackett is definitely a name to look out for as far as this Denver job goes. And we'll see what they do in the free, in free agency, in the draft, what about you, as far as train wrecks and maybe not so train uh, wrecky goes?
0: Yeah, so definitely Houston. I can agree with you. I think they, I don't see them being good for a while, and just their front office, the personnel, the Deshaun Watson lawsuits. I mean, they've just got a lot going on. I mean, I I guess if they hire, I mean, a decent head or not a decent, but just a Head coach with some experience, I mean Brian Flores, they can somehow by miracle or by prayer get him. I mean, after say you get him, then you've gotta re-sign Justin Reed. He's twenty four. He's had he showed some flash of success. He'll be a hot target, I feel like, at that youthful age
1: of twenty four too.
0: But if I'm if I'm this team, I'm tearing it apart, trading, releasing Um, just I mean they got 23 million in cap there's not a lot that you can do in free agency but they definitely need to sign relevant and somewhat talented players in the draft because knowing Houston they might get some nobodies and try and defend themselves saying they thought they were good when really they were just mediocre but I yeah I just I I don't know with Houston and then but the least likely to be a train wreck I can definitely 100% agree with Denver um i'm so excited for what they are going to do in the next couple years i mean javante williams he looked absolutely i mean he just looked very very talented as a rookie
1: yeah late 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 in the year he looked as he because for a while it was kind of that uh running back by a committee with him and melvin gordon but toward the tail end of the season he kind of took the reins there and said well this is going to be my job for the year to come so get on out of your mouth and gordon
0: yeah and also i mean if they're able to somehow get aaron Rodgers, i mean you're he's gonna have the coordinate the offensive coordinator nathaniel hackett who he had for i believe two years i mean so that's a very that'll be very nice for aaron Rodgers as he'd have a coordinator who he's familiar with um but i mean It'll just be really interesting to see what they do with their free agents. I mean, again, Kyle Fuller's 29, Bryce Callahan's 30, Melvin Gordon's 28, Kareem Jackson 33, and Te- Teddy Bridgewater is 29. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, this is his fourth team, and he just—I mean, you touched on earlier—he hasn't been the same since Minnesota.
1: Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens. Uh, throughout the rest of this coaching carousel. But that's all we've got for you this week. Next week, we'll be back with a Super Bowl preview. And that's all we got for you today. See ya. See ya later.